Hello. On this podcast, we talk about movies, their faults, their flaws, and their plots. So, expect some spoilers. You've been warned. Welcome to Plot Spackle. I'm John, and the worst blizzard I was in was when I had to drive home from a city through a foot of snow at 3 a.m. so I could be at work at 6 a.m. I'm Richard, and the worst blizzard I was in was Denver when it dropped five feet overnight, shut down the city for a week. I'm Eric, and the worst Blizzard event I was in was when Blizzard was announcing their new Diablo mobile game, but everyone was expecting Diablo 4, and then they condescended to the audience saying, don't you guys have phones? I mean, no one liked that one. That that Blizzard's a different Blizzard, Eric. That is a different Blizzard, but you know, I think it's a more accurate Blizzard. Before we get into that, we got a plot hole. We got to fill these plot holes. What are we filling them with? Uh, we can just put in this oversized pauldron takes care of it right now. Oh, shoot. That oversized pauldron fills it up right up. As we talk about Warcraft the movie on Plot Spackle. Hey, Eric. Did this movie have a plot? It did have a plot. Were you paying attention? Did it explain the plot? I was. And... All right. Let's try and explain that plot. You have 30 seconds. Go. So the orcs are coming through to the Alliance side, and then um, a bunch of bad stuff happens, but they're able to stop the orcs coming through but there's still orcs on the on the side of the gateway oh and there's demons and bad magic and um ultimately they're trying to set up a sequel and that never happens all right you survived the zerg rush that, that's a different game john ah okay it's warcraft in space but uh i, I guess that's mostly correct Although I did give a lot of ands and run on sentences. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry probably, about that, English majors. I mean, if you practice it, you could probably get down to so many uh, actions per second of speaking. You need to set up macros to do that, though. Like, you need to really stack that. Do, do you want to add anything to your quick plot synopsis? To flesh it out? To waste time? <laughs> Not really. Just there are two factions in this movie, the orcs and the humans. The orcs are coming through to take over the, to, uh, to flee their dying world and to move into the humans' world, and the humans aren't liking that. So there are a bunch of fights, or a bunch of battles, and we find out that a demon is actually orchestrating everything, but that demon gets killed or banished or something. I'm not sure, but there are still orcs on this side of the, of on the human side of the veil. And then the movie ends. Hope, hoping for a sequel, but not, not getting one. They got a sequel. They, it was called Warcraft the Game. Didn't, didn't Warcraft the Game come out in like 1991? Yeah, so this is actually a prequel. Okay, I didn't know that. I don't know how accurate it is to the first game's lore, but you know, it exists. Well, that depends on which section of the internet you ask. Because within the uh, game's lore, there's actually two separate timelines anyway. Because the timeline of Warcraft doesn't always line up with the timeline from Warcraft 2. Well, 
Huh. So, so do we have a time travel movie too? Uh, this one, no. It's it, This is setting up a third timeline. So, you know. So, what I'm hearing here is that we've had two factions in the movie, which was the orcs versus the humans. And we have two factions on the internet, which is hordes and alliance. Which is orcs and humans. So is that the true dichotomy of the universe? It's orcs versus humans. Not good versus evil, but orcs versus humans. That's that's the truth. Is that a movie fact? No. Oh. Well, what are our movie facts then, Richard? Well, this was released on June 10th, 2016. It was supposed to release in December of 2015, but they decided they didn't want to compete against Star Wars. And good so call. they pushed back. It had an estimated production budget of $160 million. In the U.S. and Canada, it grossed $47 million. Uh, 24 of that was from its opening weekend. But worldwide, it grossed $439 million. How much of that came from China? Quite a bit of it. Uh, however... We'd... Several different reports net said that the film, beyond the net production budget, would have to hit $450 million to even break even Ooh. on the amount of stuff that had been spent on it. So, in like July 2016, it was reported that the film lost the studio about $15 million. Yeah, we've seen worse movies fail, but I mean... We've seen worse movies fail, but... But at the same time, I, mean, I wouldn't want to lose 50 I, I, million. I feel like I feel like they had some creative budgeting here to to lose a large amount of money because generally, when you have 160 million for your production budget, and then you get uh 400 almost 40 million in returns, generally that's considered a success. It just means that there was apparently a lot of unseen cost here. Like I said, creative accounting. A little little unseen cost uh, just going up into someone's bank account. Uh, oh yeah, this was, uh, this was to pay certain fees to show in certain theaters. It could be. It could be. Because um, that is a lot. Usually it's... You make... You start off as the base of double your, uh, double your production budget. Double production. This did triple production and lost money. But they did actually fully flesh out the Orcish dialect for the film. Uh, though they, uh, the director did say that the original script was pretty one-sided. It was very much good guys versus the bad guys, and so he like he got approval from Blizzard to get Blizzard to talk to the studio to allow them to change the script so that then it came more from some of the books from the Warcraft world uh, based off of the uh, Rise of the Horde about the origins of the orcs there and then the last guardian for the human side of the story so that it wasn't just orcs are bad guys, humans are good guys. Because, I mean, in Warcraft you get to choose which side you played as. So... But there were uh, several people involved with the film that had 
problems, heavy problems with addiction. Um, uh, most of the several were diehard Warcraft players. Uh, Robert Kaczynski has stated several times that producers told him that he had to turn the game off while he was filming Pacific Rim. Uh, and then they were, uh, Uwe Boll contacted Blizzard the, saying that he wanted to direct the film. And Blizzard told him no. Especially not you know. But he's made so many great video game adaptations. Oh, wait. I, I said he's great. He's made so many video made... game adaptations. And uh, while there was a lot of use of CGI in the film, there were several bits that were very fun practical effects. Like uh, when Medivh burns up all of Kagdar's paperwork in his study. It was all flash paper? That's all practical. It was all practical effects. So it was pretty fun. All right. Now uh, we got a movie. It has facts. It has a plot. Does it have plot holes? It's got a few. All right. And we are getting our plot holes from... uh, We have one from Reddit. One from Movie Mistakes. And one from Angry People on the Internet. Good old Angry People on the Internet. Isn't that kind of uh, redundant, though? Can't you just say the Internet and it implies Angry People? Well, the thing is, is the internet, much like Warcraft, has the orcs and the humans, but there's also the secret third portion that's trying to destroy everything. That's the angry people of the internet. Oh, it's the fell. They are the fell. Oh, I thought that was the 4chan, the hacker 4chan. They are part of the fell, but they are not all of the fell. All right, guys, here we go. So, Duratan's clan is the Frostwolf clan. Orcs who ride big white wolves. The problem is um, they are riding those wolves when they are in the human world, but we don't see them ride those wolves through the portal. And so did they just find big white wolves hanging around in the human lands and start riding them? Seems like a problem to me. It's not like they're holding the portal open so everyone can get their dog through. This is supposed to be the greatest warriors. Well, it turns out that when we go through the portal, we're doing POV shots for uh, Durotan and his wife, not focusing on the rest of the... I don't know, how big would you guys say that portal was? Oh, 50, 60 feet? I'd actually say that is a good 80-foot across portal. Yeah, we don't see all of the stuff going through. There could be plenty of large white doggos coming through that portal that we can't see on camera. I mean, we don't see all the other orcs go through it, so how did they get through was this guy counting the number of orcs who went through the portal? I want to know how he's estimating how many orcs came through the portal while we were doing the through to the portal sequence. Oh, yeah, because it's also kind of weird floating in portal space. Yeah. In between worlds, floating through space fluids. And so we don't see a lot of people come through that portal. And I think they brought along some siege material and tools to set up camp, and we don't see that. And they didn't bring, like, a whole bunch of wolves either. I think we see three or four at most. And we definitely know that they steal a lot of horses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're stealing a lot of horses to replace the wolves that they lost or didn't come through. Any thoughts, Eric? No, I I gave my thoughts. Does this person expect us to show just have an entire long continuous shot of orcs walking through a portal? Yes. They want the three hour extended edition Warcraft 
movie where well, they... hobbits are able to walk across New Zealand, we can have the uh, orcs walk across a portal. Where, where they have all the orcs walk through the portal and there's an orc nearby um, counting them as they come over <laughs> and announcing their names. <laughs> mm, riveting. Look, hey, that would make sure that everybody knew that we had like all of the famous orc chieftains coming through. Yeah. Yeah, make sure all the deep lore hounds are just going, oh, yeah, that that's an orc that went through that portal. Heck yeah, man. Otherwise, how are we supposed to know the Gromash Hellscreen came through? Just because we see his giant braid and the giant axe. We, if we don't have his name, how do we know it's actually him? Treat him like he's an Easter egg. He's He's a famous orc. His name is even written on the internet somewhere. Several places. There's a whole there's a whole Warcraft wiki, John. All right. Well, if we're done with that plot hole, let's move on to the plot hole from Reddit. So, uh, all the green orcs died when Medivh used magic in the forest, except Ganora, who was green and was chained to a dead green orc. Even if she was only half fell corrupted orc, she should have died. It's easily overlooked and yet obvious. That's it. Easily overlooked and yet obvious. What's even more obvious to me is that Medivh would not kill a non-combatant. I don't know, John. Turns out that he was the bad guy the whole time. He wasn't the bad guy the whole time. He was being manipulated by the bad guy the whole time. That That's the truth there. You gotta remember, Medivh was being possessed by the bad guy. Yeah, and so, so Medivh was the bad guy then. And there's a there's a clear difference between being the bad guy and being possessed by the bad guy. He's more like bad guy adjacent. Like, he hung out with the wrong sort of kids in high school. Or mage school, whatever. Yeah, but so he knows how to suck the fell out of uh, the orcs. And he's like, alright, and we're going to suck the fell out of these orcs that are attacking. That other orc looks like they're a captive of some kind. And don't want to kill them. They're not doing anything wrong. Because he's trying to be a good guy. He just sometimes forgets what happened the last hour or so he doesn't remember what he did he has a feeling it wasn't good that's that's how it was okay okay the other thought i've got is um it's implied in the film that uh, medivh is her dad turns out maybe he uh traveled to another world traveled to another world and goes oh this is my daughter oh Probably shouldn't kill her. Uh, yeah, he tells this whole story about how he was in a place where he didn't feel like he belonged. And, uh... Or, if you want to go with uh, the War the Warcraft deep lore, it's because she's half Drenae. And, uh, that's why she has different colored skin from most of the orcs. And also why she's not as big. Because she's not, doesn't actually, she's not fell corrupted? She's not fell corrupted, she's half Drenae. Which, if you are from a, like, non-green orc clan and a blue Drenay, it creates a green half-orc. Yeah. Pretty easy there. But our other plot hole also has to deal with Garona. Oh. Because they talk, the angry people of the internet say that she is obviously not one of the best combatants of the orc horde. She's not even recognized as a member of the Orc Horde. 
but they say that only the best warriors are supposed to go through the portal. So how come she's cut, she gets brought through the portal? Well, the orcs brought their hammers and weapons, didn't they? We never saw those go through the portal, John. But they have them. What if they st- just stole those from the humans that they sacked? Now, those are definitely orc weapons. You can take a look at a weapon and say, yeah, an orc made that. My point is, they brought through things that they needed that they thought were valuable, that weren't orcs. Okay. Okay, so they brought her along as a tool? They brought her along as a tool because she's not a real orc. All right. Uh, I mean, she's really pretty good at uh, picking up languages. That's true. And so, and Gul'dan is uh, leading her around before they go through the portal. So she's probably like a personal slave for him, a little tool for him that he brings through, because he's not a good guy. He is not a good guy. Any more plot holes? No, that's that's really it. Surprisingly, um, surprisingly tight plotting. Which is kind of confusing if you think about it. There's a lot of plot lines in this movie. Like, the the hardest thing, that like, the internet has lots of very angry people about it. But their, their problems with it aren't holes in the plot and things that don't make sense. There's pacing issues and we've got, you know, we've got our uh, knight commander who loves his son. And we see them interact all of twice. So there's no real attachment for us as the audience with the characters. And then we kill the son to make the make the one guy angry. And we're like, well, I guess he's real mad now. But we didn't have any attachment to the character. All right. Well, hey, here's a plot hole for you. So Lothar is knocked out when he tries to uh, get the king's body out of the, the big battle. And rather than just, you know, kill him like they do all the other soldiers, they uh, form a circle and let him do a ceremonial combat against Blackhand. See, and mine, it's because Blackhand recognizes him as the uh, human commander on the other side and specifically wanted to make it punish this guy, too, because he already shivved his son once. And he's like, ooh, I'm going to do I'm going to humiliate this human. Well, Blackhand also wanted to kill the king, but the king was already dead. So maybe in his rage or whatever, it's like, I need to kill one of the human commanders. This guy's at least high up. And he can't just do it in battle anymore because he got knocked out. And it doesn't count if you kill him when he's lying on the ground. So. Yeah, there's no honor there. So so they had to set up the, uh, the is it Mort guy? Uh, I don't remember what term they use. To, uh... To challenge him in ceremonial combat to get the honor. Yeah, ba- basically, it was for a, it was to show the orc strength over the humans. Basically, in the ritualistic combat, the makara, the makara. He wanted him to makara him. He's like, all right, if we do it in the circle, it's almost as good as if it was in an actual fight. Yeah, there's just specific rules about how those end. And he died. And he lost. Even though he had his, like, hollow hand spike thing going on. It was fell enhanced. Some uh, side effects include holes and spikes. Turns out, 
So, I mean, yeah, it doesn't have any plot holes. It doesn't mean it's a great story. Did you guys enjoy it? also not bad. So this is the first time I had seen this movie. Uh, Richard, you mentioned that you'd seen it before. I had seen it before. Had you seen it before? Yeah, I had. I'd seen it before. Okay. Like, I didn't hate the movie, but I don't really... I'm not huge into the Warcraft lore. I don't really play the games. Did you guys happen to play the games growing up, or do you still play them? Or, uh, I played Warcraft 1 and 2 a lot. I played 2 a little bit. I bought, played through 3, and I had a, uh, I did the, like, level 20 demo for our World of Warcraft, so I reached level 20 in there. I was for the Horde. <laughs> had a troll hunter. There you go. As in a troll who was also a hunter. Not like someone who hunts trolls. Oh. Thought you'd have like a camera and stuff. No, that's that's what the alliance does because they're bad guys. Oh. Yeah, are they though? Oh, I see. Eric's for the alliance. He doesn't even play the games, and he's like, "Oh, the alliance has to be the good guys." Well, I mean, the orcs are so based off this movie. The orcs are the ones who ruined their world and decided, you know what, we are gonna go take over another world. And the humans are like, yeah, I'm just going to sit here and, uh, oh my gosh, what's that? Something is desiccating our lands. It was the fell the whole time. That's the whole issue. The, the horde is the, the is not even the orcs. The horde is the uh, orcs plus the uh, other people who have tried to flee from the destruction caused by the fell. But aren't they ultimately fueled by the fell? Not anymore. They cut themselves off. Well, I, the movie didn't explain that. Well, that's because that's not in the movie. The movie's long before this. So based off the movie, though, I would say the orcs are the bad guys. Except for some exceptions. Specific individuals. I think that's a better sell. And obviously there's some not-so-good hu- good, not so good humans either. Like, it's shades of gray, but there's definitely two sides to the conflict i think some people might be upset because this movie doesn't have a standard ending is in no one really gets a good result except for maybe kagdar to some extent yeah he got the best because he got the ending. respect that he wanted but at the loss the, the the fact that he lost his mentor yeah he had to literally kill his own mentor yeah, Lothar loses his uh, his son. And his king. And his king. And maybe that half-orc that he kind of liked yeah, and killed were... his king. She kills the king and yeah. is no longer with the... Uh... But doesn't get to be with the people that she actually found who liked and trusted her. Now she's with the orcs who, were th- who had thrown her out, but now respect her for killing that king. Even though the king said, kill me so that you can make peace. Duratan got to see the destruction of his entire tribe. Mm-hmm. Could it be that they were expecting a sequel to tie up all these little loose ends, though? No, they were expecting a trilogy. It's not even that they're loose ends. They're just ends. Which, honestly, I kind of liked for it as a non-standard story, because there was a lot of the... Oh, it's going to have the happy ending. It's all going to work out. The good guys are going to save the day. 
And it goes, that's not how this story ends, though. That is not how the Warcraft stories go. And I actually thought that made it for a stronger movie for the Warcraft experience. I think, though, we do see this in a lot of trilogies. Is you, Good guys have to kind of win at the beginning of the first one. Because... Uh, Otherwise, people aren't all that interested. It, it kind of kills the uh, the flow, because it's like, do you really want to see the sequel to a tragedy? I mean... Uh, okay, so if you were to follow the traditional hero's journey, there's... Um, the rising action happens at the first two-thirds of the movie with then the... I th- what do they call it? Going down to Hades, or... The journey to the underworld. Yeah, journey to the underworld. It um, that happens near the middle to the middle or two thirds of the way through, so the hero can overcome. I mean, that's a pretty standard story beat that, well, has been followed for thousands of years. That's why we sent our mage guy into the black cube. That was his journey into the underworld. Tougher wasn't really because that wasn't his low point. No, it wasn't. But you know, well, see, if you're doing a uh, three act structure, the way it works. Is Act 1, you get your protagonist into a tree. Act 2, you throw rocks at your protagonist. Act 3, you get them out of the tree. Now, that's what you do for a single story. When you're breaking the story up, um, the first one is they have to, first part is you have to overcome a problem. The second act is you find out the problem you overcame is not the right problem. Uh, for a better ex- or for another example, just look at the original trilogy, Star Wars. Yeah, they blow up the Death Star in the first movie, but then Empire Strikes Back happens, and that's a a low point for Luke and all the characters. And then Return of the Jedi, they overcome those issues. Because see, the first movie they overcame the uh, the Empire and the, the evil with violence. Act two, we find out violence isn't how you how you can stop the Empire. And then we used violence anyway. And then we used violence anyways. <laughs> but with a righteous cause. Yeah, with righteous cause. I mean, Luke does defeat Darth Vader by throwing away his lightsaber, not with his lightsaber. And so for Luke's story, that's what was important. But we still blow up the Death Star. But we still blow up the Death Star. And so this one ends on a low point. And it would work better if it was a planned trilogy from the start. Yes. I think if they had done more of the uh, like Lord of the Rings trilogy where they filmed the movies all at once, that would also have explained like the huge budget. Yes. The secret lost budget was the, the other... secret lost budget would would have been the filming the other films. And then you would have already had them and gone, you know, war you know warcraft the movie and you could have put down the you know the subtitle uh like the dark portal and gone with that and people would know okay we've got more movies on the way i mean technically the first lord of the rings fellowship ends on a low point but they don't portray it as the as a low point for the characters because uh um we actually lent end with uh Sam and Frodo going off on the lo- all alone. That's kind of a low thing, but uh, Frodo says, "I'm glad you're with me, Sam." And it also shows their end goal as well, so we know that it's not complete. 
Although I didn't know that when I first saw it in theaters. Oh, you thought this was it? You thought, oh, this is the Lord of the Rings. This is the whole story. It's a thousand page book right here. Well, I never read Lord of the Rings at that point. Uh And so I turned to my friends like, they didn't destroy the ring. What's going on? Like, like, oh, there's... There's three books, Eric. There's there's two more movies. What? You just got roped in to watching two more movies. When does the next one come out? One Uh, year. Next year. So I bought the trilogy the next day and then started reading. So yeah, see, like that's a low point. Um, Boromir's killed. That's a low point. Pippin and Merry are taken. Low point. But then, um, Gimli and Legolas and Aragorn have a high point in that they are united now, and their goal is to save the uh, the hobbits. So I guess if you're going to end on a low point, you need to at least emphasize their goals for the next yeah, section. You have to emphasize the goals and emphasize that a problem that existed before is starting to go away. Like, they can succeed. They may have lost, but they can succeed. But, like, at the end of this, what's our... How do we succeed now? Uh, Durotan no longer has the respect of the Horde. A Garona needs to unite the humans and the She needs to orcs. unite the humans and orcs, but the problem is, well, how is she going to unite the humans and orcs when the humans think that she's a traitor? The only person who knows who killed the king is Lothar. And he believes that she did it because she's a traitor and was always a traitor. He's, he's kind of had this distrust... And he just barely started to be like, okay, maybe she's telling the truth. Orcs don't lie. I can trust her, except she's the one who killed the the king. So, and like, there's no real way for them to resolve that. So what would you change, John? Putting you on the spot right now. You're putting me on the spot right now. How do you end the movie different? Oh, okay. So the king does have to die. Mm, We can't kill Gul'dan. Because he's got to be, he would be a continual villain, at least until the end of the second movie. And then with the devil being the, or the demon being the final. The the demon would come full force. In the third. For, at the end of the second story, part of the story. Um. So her killing the, uh, the king for the reasons right there was kind of a good idea. Um. But Lothar has to be able to believe that there's something more going on. He's got he's to believe that there's still a chance for peace. Okay. We don't see where the baby goes, for instance. Our, uh... Yeah, it's just picked up by some fishermen. Um, so for those who are not inclined to the Warcraft lore, what's the deal with that baby? Like, So he gets raised to become a gladiator... By the name of Thrall. And becomes a fairly major player later. So since he was raised by humans, is he for the Alliance? Or does he end up joining with the Horde? I believe he ends up leading the uh, orcs out of the out of control of the Fell. I think Thrall is one of the major protagonists in Warcraft 3. Okay. So if you want to go in... Yeah, uh, he joins up with Orgrim Doomhammer. Yeah. So if you really want to get all the main 
plot points of this, you at least need to know the plot points of Warcraft 3, the game. Maybe, maybe. I, I feel like they should have shown the kind of a... Like, if they're going to do a Moses, you got to show the Pharaoh's daughter. So we got to know that the the position that he's gone into is one that will eventually save the orcs. So a longer scene with him? Yeah, like... Like to say, okay, okay, this is... Maybe would you do a time jump with him being raised? Like maybe as a child, like instead of a baby, him as a child? Like you just have to know that he ended up with uh, uh, the Kents and not like just someone else. Just got to show enough that the people who picked him up were someone who were willing to uh, say, oh, what, green-skinned baby? Sure, I'll raise that as my own. But it wasn't raised as his own. It was yeah. ra- it was raised as a slave. Ooh, that's uh <laughs> See, see, we can't have a good ending then. Is is the next movie in the future? Is it a time jump? See, I'd say I'd say do the time jump and you would have if you're already selling it as a trilogy, you can put in your after credit scene to start the next one. Okay. And then you can skip to him as a gladiator fighting his way out of the fighting his way out of arena. And challenging one of the orc leaders to Makarah so that he can take control of the horde. And then you would end that scene. But don't show the Makarah. Man, I'm still trying to just figure out like how we do the good out of uh out of killing the king. Would you want to have more of uh, the actual alliance forms instead of they're at the funeral scene and all the other species look distraught like oh maybe we should have been helping maybe have a more set you know we will join your cause yeah yeah i guess more of a the alliance forms here would be helpful it would have been helped if there was like a dwarf character there the whole time maybe elves who did something instead of just saying lord drawn out yeah yeah more uh more of a concept with the what the demons are and how they're manipulating things because the concept of that the demons are behind everything isn't even really explained much in this movie until the end. Whereas, like, in Lord of the Rings, you know Sauron's the bad guy. You know from the very beginning that he's the bad guy. Well, I'm even basic, like, good storytelling. You need you introduce your protagonist, and then you need to introduce your villain or your antagonist. There, there needs to be that dichotomy. If you don't, the villain needs to be introduced within the first third of the movie. We don't get the demons until the last last third. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's the mage character is suspicious of things, but we don't actively know that it's demons until the very end. So, yeah, that that's a problem there. We'd have to introduce the demons more like that's actually a problem with Warcraft is a, the Warcraft movie is a lot of movies that are fantasy give you too much information. I think Warcraft's a little light on what's going on in the world for what it gives you like it expects you to understand it so it doesn't waste time telling you things that are kind of a so go a bit more into the uh, fell yeah what's the fell how does the world work what's the relationship between uh silver wind and the other kingdoms at this point i mean they kind of have an alliance but the world is at peace okay i've actually got a solution for the Garona thing. Uh-huh. What if the king was already injured? 
and he's going to die anyway. And so he has her kill him so that she can claim the kill. And then when uh, Lo- um, Lothar. Lothar comes over, there's the king and there's the knife in him, but he has a bunch of other wounds already. And so it's the, that knife's there, but the king may not have, like, it's not a hard sell on whether or not he was killed because of this knife. All right, so so there's a shadow of doubt. Mm-hmm. All right. And so you can have him be, you know, you can have him be like, you know, I found the knife, the knife in the king. And then you can have him talking to the mage like he did in the movie and the mage go, yeah, but look at him there. Like, there's no way that this is what killed him. We don't know the full story. Like this ultimately killed him, but maybe it was a mercy or something. And Lothar can uh, wave him off like, I don't believe, but there's still the doubt there that they can build off later. Exactly. Because resolution between the orcs and the, uh, Humans is going to depend a lot on uh, those two reconciling. That's because he's not going to try and stop killing orcs as long as he thinks uh, all orcs are evil. So, any more thoughts on Warcraft, actually? Like, it was a fine movie. Does... Uh, they did have some very fairly impressive CGI for it. I mean, the CGI is at least consistent. Like, I think the most inconsistent CGI, though, was when the demon came through. Then it really looked like a video game monster versus the orcs definitely had their own styles. But when the the guardian turned into uh, like the when he's sitting in the pool and you can see the form of the demon, it's the style slightly different. It looks more like a Warcraft monster versus but yeah, the, they're priming you with the the stylized monster, the so. stylized world, anyways. That's what I mean by the consistency. Mm-hmm. Like it feels it's a video game world, but everything feels like it belongs in the video game world, even though you know the humans are just humans. That's just that was one my one like okay, it, it's slightly different than what I've been conditioned for. And when the Griffin tears through the orcs at the end. That was pretty cool. That was pretty good. I, I like this is a pretty impressive uh, scene for animation right now. Um, would you recommend people see this movie then? You know what? Yes, I would. Yeah, watch watch the Warcraft movie. It's not terrible. Won't change your life though, but but you know what? It was not a movie that like it's not something that you watched it and were like, man, that was a waste of my time. It's not boring. And, you know, like I said, I've already seen it before. I did not regret watching it a second time. At, uh, same here. It's, it, I don't, it's like, it's not one of those movies where I watched it and I was like kind of on the fence and watched it the second time and said, no, I can see all the problems now. Like I see this one and say, okay, I can see why it has problems or why people don't like it. But I don't think it's objectively awful. Now, there's a lot of good parts to it. And I guess the, my one complaint is, like we've discussed before, it is a quote-unquote incomplete story. Yes. So for that reason, I wouldn't bring it to my uh, deserted island. Um, 
if it was maybe we could bring the trilogy in and maybe it might um, dethrone Street Fighter. But as it stands right now, no, I wouldn't bring it. Street Fighter stands champion. And it's the, I would probably still stick with Street Fighter. Not probably just because if it was a desert, if it's, if it's a desert island, I don't want the downer ending. <laughs> you do kind of want the, the good guys win in the end. I want the good guys to win in the end. And that doesn't happen here. And again, like I said, I already said, I don't think that's a problem with the film per se, but it's not what I'd want in a desert island situation. Don't you want to watch The Mist? Just watch The Mist every time you're bored on a deserted island? Yeah, no. All right. I'm okay. Get those okay. downer endings. How about you, John? Does it does Warcraft re- uh, dethrone Street Fighter for you? Not still Street Fighter. Did it even have a chance? Street Fighter is hard to dethrone because it's just perfectly awful. Because like you've explained in earlier episodes, at some point you're going to be hate-watching something, and it's fun to hate-watch uh, Street it's fun to hate watch Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. It the campiness adds to adds to it. Like for example, watching Army of Darkness. Like it's campy, but it's a fun sort of camp. Yeah, you have to be able to hate watch the thing that you're stuck on the island with at some point. I don't you, think you're not going to be able to hate watch Warcraft. I can't. Don't think I can hate watch Warcraft in part because I do have fond memories of Warcraft the games. Did it make you want to play Warcraft after watching this game? It kind of did. I'm like, I kind of want to go back, play these games, and actually see what the story was. Because it's been so long that I've starting started to forget like portions of the story. Alright. Which is probably, you know, so I can be happier watching this compared to all the people who get angry because uh, the, the griffins aren't supposed to be there yet. And, oh, the town looks slightly different than what it should look like um actually the magical tower was supposed to be in a desert in a wasteland the entire time yes otherwise it wouldn't have been named deadwind pass <laughs> oh my just the how pedantic people are being is i'm assuming that's one of the complaints you found online yes that is one of the many complaints that i fa- that people found online and listed as a plot hole it's not. Sorry. So I guess if you're a fan of the Warcraft games, don't watch this? No, it's if you're... If you're, like, it's the same thing as if you're a diehard fan of a book and they make a movie of it. Or an Amazon TV series, Good Omens. I think you do have to accept that changing mediums will, by necessity, have to change the story. Mm-hmm. It won't be a direct port of whatever it is trying to think of any like if you could have a one-to-one conversion of a video game to a movie and the only one i'm coming up with is metal gear solid 4 oh no you could definitely do xenosaga you just have to take out the parts where you actually play the game yeah and then cut it down a lot so you don't want a 40-hour movie i was gonna say like metal gear solid 4 if you just cut out the playing bits you've got the, uh, I think the game's probably 25 hours, maybe 30. If you take out the playing bits, you've got maybe a 29-hour movie. I'd say uh, Alan Wake. Yeah, Alan Wake would be a good one. Would you do that as a TV series instead? Yes, I'd definitely do Alan Wake as a TV series. I think that's one of our big issues we're going to run into, 
is, I mean, books have so many pages, but a lot of video games have upwards of 12 hours is a short game has 12 hours of gameplay and story. Then you get into Final Fantasies and it's yeah. And then then once you hit once you hit something that's considered actually narratively driven, we're looking at minimum twenty five to thirty hours of spending time in that game and world, and they can just get even bigger. Like, what would you even do in a Skyrim movie? What would you expect to be the story in Skyrim? It can't be be being the Dragonborn and stopping the dragon. Nobody plays that part of the game. I guess they do it for the achievement. Uh, go into the Nightingale plot. Do that one. Maybe have the dra- maybe have the Dragonborn be like a subplot in the background. But like, if, if if you don't do everything, then you did nothing. Thus, it listen, becomes impossible. Are you eating the cheese wheels? You got to eat ten cheese wheels a second. They'll keep coming. You just gotta put all your gold in a pile and roll around in it. But you know what's more valuable than ten cheese wheels a second? Our patrons. Our patrons. Sure, they don't keep us alive in a quick fight against a dragon, but they do keep this podcast going. So we'd like to thank them. Thank you, patrons. We appreciate you so, so much. We'd also appreciate it if you weren't offended by our uh, semi-connection to the lore in Warcraft. If you're a super diehard Warcraft fan and we were wrong, we accept we were wrong. You were right the whole time. Or you should let us know in an email... But I won't go into that right now because that's not my section. No, you can start on emails. Fine. If you would really like to correct us on our Warcraft lore knowledge, please send us an email at plotspacklepodcast at gmail.com. And you know what? We'll read it. I'm actually really, I want to learn more about the Warcraft lore. But I don't know how many YouTube videos I want to watch. And if you think that the Orc Pauldrons weren't big enough, you can show us in a picture that you can send to us on Facebook. Don't do this to me, Richard. (laughs) Don't force me to be the Twitter person. (laughs) It's too late, John. It's happened. Do it. And if you want to tell us about your original uh, Orcraft character in 280 characters or less, you can do it at uh, PlotSpec pod on twitter right the first time <laughs> all right guys well um anyways since we've established that eric is for the alliance like a loser who are you for richard again like i like i said earlier guys i just want to do the pl- do the quest that gets me the night elf song so i guess technically i'm for the horde yeah horde all the way Look, we got we got minotaurs, we got orcs, we have trolls, we have uh we have night elves. We have zombies. What do you have? I don't know because I griffins. Don't... You have humans and then you have fat humans who are short and then you have skinny humans with pointy ears. He does get bears. I can get a bear too. So bears beats Battlestar Galactica.